No, no, no. She's not a medical doctor, but she can sure cure your tax problems or your financial woes. She's the how-to girl. It's the Dr. Friday Show. If you have a question for Dr. Friday, call her now, 737-WWTN. That's 737-9986. So here's your host, financial counselor and tax consultant, Dr. Friday. G'day, I'm Dr. Friday, and the doctor is, I can't really say in the house, I guess live on Skype. This is a, a new experience for the radio for Friday. So after 10 years, I guess it's good to have new experiences. So if you want to join the show, you can. 615-737-9986-615-737-9986. Sorry. Um, okay. So we have a lot of new things to talk about. Probably the number one thing people are asking about, and I can't say I got less than 100 phone calls yesterday, was did the tax extension deadline get moved? And the answer is yes. New tax day as of uh, the 21st, which was, I guess today they actually posted this, is July 15th. You can get that information right at irs.gov, but July 15th. So April 15th is no longer. So if you can't get to your tax person, you've had to reschedule. They basically have pushed everything. So the amount of, if you owe money, um, on or before normally April 15th, right? We have to pay. Well, now it is July 15th. I will tell you that many people that were in the tornado area, um, you already had this extension, but now the entire state of Tennessee, well, basically all of the United States, to my knowledge, has the same extension date. So we are extending to July 15th. Um, that would be if you owe less than a million dollars as an individual. If you owe more than a million dollars, and I did get a, a question on this, you want to pay it down. So they will waive the penalties and interest up to $1 million as of July 15th. So if you pay it down, um, then you don't owe that much, then you will actually still be within compliance. So you just want to make sure you're meeting those criterias. Um, I have, in many cases in our office, because we had no idea where this was going to go, what kind of people were going to turn up or not turn up. We've been in the office the whole time, but, you know, people have to take their own situation on it. And I will say that um, in, the, in this situation, um, rescheduling, and we're not even sure when to reschedule. So in many cases, we're kind of just putting it on hold till we have a better idea of when the extension and deadlines are going to be. Um, if you if you're going to get a refund, keep in mind, this is really for people that um, owe money. Because if you don't owe money, an extension makes no difference. It's only for individuals that owe money that we file extensions for. Um, and it's not to, to extend the money, but a lot of times it's because they basically don't have the paperwork to finish their taxes as well. So we make an estimated payment in hopes that we're covering the total tax bill. If you have a refund, feel free to go ahead and file at your own time. Uh, many of you file, if you file from home, I am working uh, myself this, uh, this weekend and a lot of people have emailed their information to me. So I'm sure other tax people are working very similar to me. Um, but if you, you know, if you're, if you're needing help or doing that, um, I can't tell if anyone's calling in. So, um, I'm not sure if we can get a account or not. I think we should be able to, but if no one has, that's great. Um, if, but if you want to join the show, 615-737-9986, 615-737-9986. And we'll try to get you on the phone. I think I'm supposed to be able to see the 
the board there, but I can't. Um, and then the next thing is for all of my small business owners, um, let's talk a little bit about what SBA and what's going to happen here, because this is huge because small and medium sized employers can be, um, you know, we, we can take advantage of some really new refundable payroll tax credits designed to immediately fully update your information, dollar for dollar cost provided for the leave of absence, which would also include health insurance. Um, um, Employers face no payroll tax liabilities during this point and self-employed individuals can receive equivalent credits. So we, um, I will tell you, we are reading these pamphlets as fast as they're putting them out to try to help our personal clients to figure out what we have but paid sick leave, promptly paying and and dealing. What the IRS's bottom line saying is, hey, if you're going to keep your employees on, they're going to give us credits. Now, that may or may not make it easy. We'll have to find out exactly how the credit applies. And then there's also SBA that's coming out with some pretty fascinating ones as well. So let's go right to the phone line and see if we can get, um, I think it's Kyle. Kyle, thanks for calling. Uh, How are you doing, today i am doing awesome thank you i uh, got a question so we did our taxes uh we filed and everything and actually got the refund back and then in the mail came another w-2 uh just curious what i need to do if i'm gonna have to pay a penalty or if there's any like I've never had that happen before. (laughs) (laughs) And and it does more times than I like to tell you. And the simple answer is my personal opinion. I would go if you have, you did your own. So in the talk software, there should have been a form called a 1040 X, like in Xerox, a 1040 X. And I would put the, you know, create the 1040 X, add the W2. And if there's money due, send it. Because what would happen is the IRS may not find this or match this up for a year or two. And at that point, what might have been a very small amount due or even the possibility of a refund back to you, um, it is now going to create penalties and interest if there's a money due. Not so much money coming back, but if there's money due. So, um, again, my suggestion would be is to just file a 1040X. You've got a little time on it, but you really would prefer to catch that before the IRS catches it. And they do do a match of W-2s turned in on you versus what you filed. Okay, awesome. Thank you. No worries. Thanks for calling. All right. So, again, if you want to join the show, if you've got a question, 615-737-9986. Again, uh, Washington has passed, and these are recent. This one was done yesterday, I believe. This was right after Trump signed on March 18th the first uh, Virus Response Act bill. Um, And it basically comes out and specifically says that employers receive 100% reimbursement for paid leave pursuant of this act. And that's supposed to be health insurance, employers facing no tax liabilities. And this also applies to entrepreneurs, self-employed equivalent credits. So we're looking at those. We don't know precisely what it is. These are most of these small businesses are going to be businesses with 50 or less employees. Um, and you have to have provided leave to care for a child who are in school closings or children or, or child care is not available in many of these cases. Um, you, you basically have to provide some information to prove that you've done this, right? So you need to be living up to that. But um, we do want to make sure that we have that. Again, I can't say it enough because obviously people are hearing this information sometimes for the first. July 15th is our new tax deadline date, and that is going to be the date. Now, 
What I can tell you, and looking right now online as well, the state of Tennessee, to my knowledge, unless someone sees something that's not on the website, and I did in, um, email them on Friday, there has been no extension for filing the franchise excise, business licenses, sales tax, etc., to the state of Tennessee late. Um, sales tax should have been filed on Friday. All of our clients did. Um, annual reports, businesses licensed due are April 15th, um, on or before, I think some are April 1st, some are April 15th. Um, those, to my knowledge, and what I was told by the state on Friday are still due. So do not think that because the federal government has extended something that the state is going to follow through. So if you are going to extend your business past the March 15th, if you were a 1065 or an 1120 or 1120S, you know, you probably still have leniency on the Fed, but the state franchise excise is due April 15th. And the only way to really extend it is to pay the tax bill. They want the minimum due, either what you owed the year before or what you owe this year and an extension. So that is the way they do it. There is an extension for that. You want to make sure you file it because at this point, we really do not know when some of these reports are going to be filed. Everyone hopes that in the next week or so, this is all going to start um, reverting back to our normal way. But um, obviously, we don't know that for a fact. So we you know, kind of hunkering down right this second. But what we don't want is when we come back out, we find out that there is you know, um, going to be penalties because we didn't file something that we thought we had an extension on. So if you um, haven't um, filed your taxes at this point and you are just sitting back and you're just an ordinary business, I mean, ordinary individual 1040 um, with your schedules, you are fine. You don't have to worry about extensions. You don't have to worry about anything, at least right this second past the uh, July 15th, that would be a different conversation. Um, but business owners, please make sure you're still paying your sales tax. We had, like I said, on Friday, we had a bunch of people calling thinking that they may not have to file any of those additional taxes. And that is not the case. So just want to keep that online um, that there is. Now, I am sure there are some hardship files out there for individuals that may have been hit directly with uh, the tornado and things like that. I know we're dealing with a couple of those. The state does have some, um, some situations for that. But individuals that are just right now, business is slower. You know, sales tax was for February that we're paying in March. So at this point, that money should have been set aside is what the state is thinking. So if you've got questions, feel free to join the show. 615-737-9986. 615-737-9986. Looks like I've got time for one more question. I just pulled up my email. One of the questions I had was, um, what if I can't pay my mortgage? Am I going to get a waiver? And I'm going to tell you, I am not, um, I'm a tax expert, right? But I have had um, a friend of mine who actually had that situation. He specifically called his mortgage company, his credit card companies, his car payments, because he's right now on a, on a, a very low salary because he's not making his normal income. And every one of them gave him a 90-day um, reprieve. So my suggestion is if you're on an IRS payment plan, call them at 1-800-829-1040. They are still working people, not necessarily today. Uh, they may be open on Saturday, but, um, 
give them a call. If you're on a payment plan, you will be able to probably, I almost guarantee you could get a delay if you are on furlough right now. Same thing with individuals that are, um, you know, right now you're not working, call your mortgage company, call your car payment. Don't just assume or don't pay. It's much better if you can do it the other way. So, um, that would be my, my quick answer. And I'm hoping I can go ahead and get to this caller really quick. Mark, um, on line one. How you doing? Hey, Mark. I am doing awesome. What can I do for you? Well, I had a question about, um, there was talk that the government may be issuing some checks to the citizens to help with, uh, you know, the circumstances, obviously, that are going on. What address will those checks be mailed to? Um, we've moved recently uh, in the last couple of years, and say, for example, my license may not be up to date versus where our taxes go. Do you happen to know where they would draw your address from to mail those checks? They would draw it off the last tax return filed or the most up-to-date filing that you issued to them uh, prior to that. So in most cases, the only time people give anything to the government would be um, the, um, you know, would be their tax returns. So I will say that, um, that I, as of right now, I, I have heard about it. I have not seen anything um, other than uh, up to 39 minutes ago where um, Donald Trump had spoke or whatever, all about the extension and the deadline. I haven't seen where they've agreed to send any actual checks to individuals just to let you know there's actually nothing out there yet. But there's a lot of interesting conversation about it, but nothing that's sure. actually been put in any bills. Okay. And then if you, if okay. you use, like we use a company to do our taxes, um, would that then come to them as a company or two, or were our no. addresses linked to that? No, your, your address on the tax return would not be the tax okay. address. I mean, that would not be okay. there. So it would come directly to whatever address. And there is, if you want to, uh, I'm not sure the form number, I think it's an 8,000 form, but there is an address change form. If you want to give one to the IRS, if you've moved recently, they do require you to send one in, but that would give you something to, you know, so you're up to date with them in case you're concerned. And it's, it's certainly possible. We have had checks issued to the individuals in the past. We've done it in uh, other times. Thank you so much. Thank for the you help. so much. Appreciate it. Thanks. All right. We're going to take our first break. If you want to join us here on the show, all you have to do is call 615-737-9986, 615-737-9986. We're going to be right back with the Dr. Friday show. We are back live in studio. I'm Dr. Friday, an enrolled agent licensed with the Internal Revenue Service to do taxes and representation. And so basically that's what I do all the time, guys. So if you haven't filed taxes for a number of years, if you're looking to, to get uh, maybe back on your feet, try to figure out a way of getting yourself uh, where you can maybe go buy a house, going to get married. I will tell you, I've had more than one, one couple wait till we've gotten the offer and compromise and everything done. Um, you know, saving fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars by marrying somebody that does not owe IRS taxes versus the other way around might be a very good idea. So put that in the in the pocket there, something to think about. Um, so again, um, I have received several texts and emails actually um, during the break, and several people are saying that there is a twelve hundred dollar check 
based on your 2018. But I will tell you, there is nothing on the IRS website saying that there is any kind of check coming at this point. Um, so just, just, I, I seeing where it's on the internet. I'm just saying right now, we don't have any idea of when, where, why, what, or who, um, it makes sense that they're going to base it on 18 since a lot of people haven't filed their 19s. Um, but just like that young man that called that said he was in college and he was 20 years old, theoretically, um, if, if his parents make a certain dollar amount, he doesn't qualify possibly because he's still considered a dependent of theirs, um, at that age. So that's a, that's an assessment. I do not, again, repeat, do not have anything in front of me that tells me exactly who's getting what and why. So, and, uh, you know, 90, uh, one of them said 99,000 or, or less. So that I wonder if that's for single married, who knows? So, um, doesn't sound like I'll be getting one. Uh, but either way, if you have questions on taxes, again, we are still going to have to file our taxes. We're still going to have to make sure that everything's in line. And you know what, this is going to be the first, probably more uh, relaxed taxes in some ways because people aren't going to be rushing to that last minute. My suggestion people is don't, don't use the July 15th. Like you've always used your April 15th deadline. Take the time to go ahead and get your taxes prepared, get the information. And if you have a refund, hit the send button and get the money. But if you owe money, now you've got a couple more months to put the information together, make sure you've got it right. And then figure out how you're going to pay it. They have payment plans, they have non-collectible, they have offering compromises. Remember, you have to be in compliance to make any of these work. So when I say compliance, I basically mean you have to be up to date, right? If you, if you have to file your taxes by the due date, whatever, let's say it's July 15th, then you need to file your 2019 by that date or have an extension that will extend you out to October. Extensions never extend money, okay? so. This is a totally unique situation where they've pushed the entire thing instead of April to July. But that being said, it's still after July 15th, you know, if you have an extension, many of myself included, will extend out to October like we always do. Our money is still due by that July 15th deadline or there will be additional penalties and interest. So if you need to understand how that's going to work um, and, and what you're going to be able to do to move forward, um, questions, again, as an enrolled agent, what I do is representation and taxation. So any questions that you might have in preparing your taxes, maybe you're thinking about starting a business and I get it right now, really, really crazy time. Um, but you know, it, it's going to come down to what we need to do and how we're going to work it out. So we'll figure out how that's going to work. All right. Looks like we have a caller on the, on the lines. Uh, maybe Dwayne. Yes, ma'am. Uh, hey. show. I appreciate your information. Um, no my son has got uh, $10,000 put aside for rainy day, whatever investments. And he's looking at mm -hmm. some of these uh, historically low now uh, stock prices in some mm -hmm. of the, especially in some of the uh, entertainment and some of the um, hotels and stuff like this. Sure. If he was to purchase those and carry those more than a year, I think there's different tax basis for more and less than a year. Is that correct? You're 100% correct. So short-term capital gains is less than a year and is taxed at ordinary income rates. So if he's a young kid, um, depending on how old, when, you know, if he's still uh, your dependent, he could theoretically end up with the kitty tax. Um, is he, is he a child or is he actually on his own? No, 
No, ma'am, he's 25. He's, he's, he's on oh, his own. Okay. He's, okay, just, great. he's got some money put aside, and he's looking at this as maybe he's young enough to come out on it if he was to hold it for a few years if he had to, or or if he wanted to yeah. sell it for or, you know, less than a year later, which right. is better for him. His taxable well, rate right now is somewhere in the 18% yeah. rate. Eight, okay, so if he's making, if he's single and he's making less than fifty thousand, including the capital gains, short term would be twelve percent. Okay, where long term will be fifteen, well, be zero percent. So if he holds it for more than a year and he doesn't make enough to kick him over the twelve percent tax bracket, he would actually pay zero capital gains tax on it. So he, you know, depending on how he wants to buy and sell it. And I will tell you, I'm not a financial planner, but I do think this is the time for people to consider. Uh, I don't know if we've hit our all time low. I'm, again, I'm not an expert, but I think he's right. I think it's a, not a bad time to consider investing uh, in the market. You know, I think it's a good time to get in there when it's low. Uh, these companies well, will these, come back. So, yeah, some of these cruise companies and some of these other things that have been pretty much stockpiled right now you know they're not they're not letting them have a single person on a boat um right. some of those things are are down in the eight nine dollar range and historically they're in the 50s and 70s yeah and absolutely so, you know, and if he and he's young you know wait it out five ten years i mean we all know it's going to recoup at some point uh so you know it, if he buys it at eight imagine what will happen when he sells it long term at 50 you know i mean it's a sweet sure. deal um yeah. and you know, I don't think, but in, if he decides he wants to do some, a little bit of day trading, he'll be at ordinary income rates, meaning less than a year. But if he decides he's going to find a couple of them and just hold on to them for the next few years and see what happens, then he'll be at long term. And theoretically, depending on where he's at in his income at that point, he'll either be at 15% most likely or zero, depending again at, at how much his capital gains and how fast he sells it off. Yes, ma'am. Specifically, though, there's no advantage on less than one year unless you're just willing to get out of it in that one year, right? That is correct. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for your information. We thank love you. the show. No problem. Thank you. Bye -bye. Appreciate the call. Um, so that's great. And, I, you know, I've had a lot of people calling me saying the same thing. I mean, I'm sure many of you listening right now have looked at, well, maybe you have it. Best thing maybe not to do is have looked at your portfolios. Um, many of us are, are way down uh, from what they were prior. And what's sort of sad is I have a lot of people coming in and had very successful years last year. So we're paying tax on capital gains and interest and dividends and qualified dividends um, on a year that we now have pretty much lost most of that. Uh, so 20, um, 2020 is going to be interesting for the taxes to see if we're going to be down or up. It's still way too early to know how that's going to play out. But if you do have some disposable income, again, I'm not a financial planner, and I'm sure that many of them that are financial planners would say, don't go out and buy you know, individual stocks, too risky, this or that. But I think many of us use certain stocks and know certain companies, um, and right now, many of those are, are down. And so now is the time to consider... Um, Maybe put a few pennies in there and see what happens. You know, what's the worst? Don't don't invest something you can't afford to lose. But on the other hand, you're not earning any money in the bank. So put that as a as a thought uh, of what you want to do or how you want to do it. But um, if you want to join the show, 615-737-9986, 615-737-9986. Um, for all of you that may have been in the tornado 
uh, area where we had the tornado hit down in Putnam and um, near Mount Gilead and in Cook, uh, Cookville, keep in mind that there is casualty loss that we can also claim on your tax returns if you don't have insurance or if it's not going to cover all of the return to, to fix the house or whatever might have happened. You were in a federally disaster area, so we do have the ability to claim uh, federal losses on that. So it may, maybe like, like in the year 2010, I think it was when we had the big flood here. Um, you know, many people had to take losses. So keeping your receipts, keeping your information, getting yourself back, um, on your feet and making sure that you, um, can report those additional losses that you might have to have to, to move forward. Um, all right, why don't we go to Kim real quick, Kim, what can I do for you? Yeah, hi. Thanks so much for taking my call. Uh, my son's uh, uh, getting ready to do his taxes. He cashed in some savings bonds in 2019 to help pay for his expenses. Uh, I typically put him under my uh, return, and just uh, because it was more than $5,000, does he have to do that on his own return? He only made $700 otherwise. Um, how old is he? Uh, 22. Oh, okay. Um, so... I mean, it would be non-taxable income if you only made $700 unless there's something in box two, including the additional five in interest. Um, if it was savings bonds, then he wouldn't have to pay the hall tax. So he should be good either way you look at it. It'd be a, a zero tax unless he's, he doesn't really have to file unless he wants to. Okay. That sounds great. Thank you, ma'am. No worries. Thanks. All right. Before the break, why don't we go ahead and hit Tim. Tim, what can I do from you? For you, not from you. Uh, this is Kim also, K-I-M. Um, oh, K-I-M. I'm sorry. A, what can I do for you, that's Kim? Okay. That's okay. Um, I am just turned 62. I went through um, cardio school uh, five, six years ago. Then couldn't get a job. I don't really know exactly what reason for that was. But anyway, I have a student loan that's $10,000 that I've paid on for five years, that I still owe $10,000 on this student loan. Can you give me any information about interest and what to do with that within this next year? Well, have you contacted them to see if there is any way of negotiating anything with them, or are they pretty much saying pay us or else? Well, no, I have not contacted them. I have had uh, a number of different... Um, things through the email that I don't know if they're good or not, uh, but what mm -hmm. I'm understanding is that our interest uh, will be waived for the next year through President Trump for student loans. I don't know if that's the truth or not. Um, hmm. If so, that's I an I interesting to see. Um, I, I said that is interesting. Again, uh, not one that I had been asked about, so I'm not absolutely sure if student loan interest will be waived for uh, because of this as well. But your loan is prior to this, so, uh, I mean, you've had this loan for a while, right? You said you were 62? Yes. Yes, I've, had, I've only long, had it how, for five years. Oh, okay, okay. So you went back for a change of career at some point here, and, and then uh, it didn't actually work out or whatever. But, um, you know, I mean, obviously, the, the, my concern is this. If you don't, and I'm not, this is not necessarily a tax question, but my concern will be you're only five years or so away from social security. And I have people to this day have, have the, the student loan companies drafting from their social security because the IRS will collect on their behalf. 
So what you don't want to do is take it into your retirement. So if there's any way at all that you can either negotiate, make a deal, work something out to pay that or make a partial payment, you know, that would be the direction. If you're in a hardship because you can't afford to pay, you know, the, the minimum or whatever it is, then, you know, that would, I would think that would give you some grounds to possibly, um, you know, eliminate that loan at some point here. So I, I, you know, that's my concern is that it can become an IRS issue because they can actually take it from your social security, a minimum payment. Okay. Sounds good. I appreciate it. Sorry. Thanks. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. All right. Why don't we take a quick break here and we get back. We'll take the last part of our calls. 615-737-9986. 615-737-9986. And we'll be right back. All righty. We are back live in studio. So um, if you have questions, 615-737-9986, 615-737-9986. And we're going to go right to the phone lines. Doug was good enough to call. Hey, Doug, what can I do for you? I'd like to know what the definition or difference between a furlough and a layoff is. Well, a furlough is normally mandatory suspensions. I mean, that's what I think of a furlough is usually something that your boss says you're going to be taking a furlough. Um, my, um, one of my siblings works for corporate America and a, a large banking and the, some of them were put onto a mandatory two week furlough. They had to take some of their own sick time where a layoff is where you often are going to go collect unemployment. You're not absolutely guaranteed the job's going to open. And when it is a furlough usually has a period of time you know, two weeks, whatever, um, versus a layoff, you know, theoretically, you don't know when you're going to go back to work. So who pays the, uh, who pays like your insurance benefits, uh, while you're on furlough? Well, if you're on furlough, normally you're going to get paid by your boss still. Um, again, I am sure this is going to be based on whatever agreement was made when you were hired. Um, some businesses, some are unionized, like some of the auto industries and stuff, they're going to be paid versus, um, in the, the case of, um, of my sibling, um, since the money comes out of their paycheck and it's going to still come out of their paycheck. So they, you know, their boss only pays a small portion and then she pays the other part. So it's still coming out of the check that she would be getting. It's, uh, on a smaller salary that she has right this second. Okay. Well, so a lot of that the new law. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll jump in there and just say that, that Trump has passed something that's basically telling the bosses to pay for full health care and to keep people on full salary. Cause we're going to help you fund it 100%. Now I don't know exactly how that's going to happen. You know, I don't have the exact numbers, but that's what, um, Donald Trump is trying to get, or the president Trump is trying to get, uh, uh, employers to do. But the problem with that conversation is if the employer doesn't have the money right now, how do they do that? Even if there's a credit later to help them pay for it. Right. You don't really have a salary and you don't have an hourly wage. You just work off a tip. So well, that's yeah. Those are the hardest, in my opinion. Uh, and I had a big conversation with one of my brother who owns about twelve franchises and stuff. And that was one of the biggest questions. He's like, "Well, how much are we supposed to be paying them? We're supposed to be paying them a livable wage, you know, a percentage of what they normally make through tips. 
what is theirs because theoretically in Tennessee, a waiter's salary is 2.35 or whatever, I think, or something like that before tips, right? And then it averages out. But um, that's going to be interesting. I don't know the answer to that either. And I haven't yet seen, you know, everything's happening so fast. I'll be honest, Doug, I haven't seen what it is. I do know that unemployment is available for any person that has been um, laid off. I mean, they, they can go and go ahead and start collecting unemployment. Again, how much is unemployment on someone that's minimum paychecks are, are based on um, tips? I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm not a lot of help. I wish I had more. And I, I, I will bring more and more of that on the show as information is provided to us out here. Well, I thank you for your time. Thank you, Doug. I appreciate you calling. That was a great question. Thank you. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. All righty. Why don't we go ahead and head on to, I think it's Asman in Nashville. Hi. Hi. Good afternoon. Hey. Uh, yes. Uh, I'm a uh, 21 years old, and uh, I'm a college student. Uh, my parent doesn't qualify for this check. They are in a higher income bracket, but my income coming from mutual fund investment that my parents did it, you know, uh, it's mm-hmm. around fifteen mm-hmm. to 20000 for last year. So um, am I qualified to get that uh, rebate check, uh, or because, because my parents Since. won't because they're and I'm I file it separately. I'm a 21 year right. old. I file my own taxes. It's a great question, as uh, as ma'am. I don't know because I haven't seen anything yet from the IRS telling us the stipulation of who's going to qualify or not. Right now, the last thing that's actually been put on the IRS website or anything I can find on a reputable site. Um, I have not seen the dollar amount nor who's going to qualify. Uh, last I heard was something just uh, on, on, on someone repeating something saying that they're going to be mailing out a check to every household, so much for every person. Um, I don't, you know, does, does that person have to be a taxpayer? Is there going to be a minimum income? All that, I don't have the answer. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't even see where they've actually even started that process yet. Okay. Okay. All right. Sounds okay. Good, but great Thank question. You. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you, man. Um, great questions, guys. And I, I kind of feel like I'm dropping the ball just a little bit here because I don't have um, any more information than many of you probably have as well. Just going onto the IRS website. IRS, I don't believe, is going to be the responsible party for issuing the refunds. Um, Now, in the past, some of them have, but um, my understanding was they were talking about possibly using um, anything from the the unemployment offices to having a completely separate uh, situation in there. Um, One of my... uh, friends here just sent over saying something about that they something that has been out there that yeah anyone with income of 99k or under is supposed to get around twelve hundred dollars but again i have a feeling that is more of just a um, a first estimate or something that somebody might have said was a good plan um not too sure how they would know is it earned income is it investment income of 99 um you know where where exactly does that start or or in. So we'll have to, we're going to have to wait until we get a little bit more information on that to make sure that we're all on the same page of that based on 2018. Really? Okay. I'll take your word on that one, but you know, 2018 was a good year for a lot of people for taxes. Um, 2019 wasn't too bad either, but, um, I feel like I'm having a conversation with myself, even though I am actually talking somewhat to somebody. Anyways, that being said, guys, 
Um, that would be great if there could be a way of getting money. I'm just curious if it's going to be too little too late. How long do we expect this? I mean, if the government issues the checks today, you're looking at at least two weeks from today. How far out are people going to have to survive until um, something happens? I was uh, this morning actually was out with Well Outreach in Spring Hill. And uh, we uh, had a big, um, they, they give food and, and uh, assistance to individuals in this area. And we gave out, I think it was like 160 cars um, came through and uh, we, we helped load the cars up with food, uh, fresh fruit and all that to, to help people try to make it through this difficult time. Um, that's my concern is most people are going to be on the other side of this by the time a check or a stimulus check is received uh, by the individuals. But anything could help. I know that no matter how you look at it, guys, this is a tough time. I'm not sure exactly what we're going to do as far as doing. But the one thing I do and do very well is taxes. And I can tell you, if you have a refund, file your taxes, because then the refund will be back in your bank within 21 days, possibly earlier. And that can give you a little bit of relief versus uh, just kind of standing still and not knowing what to do um, at this moment, because I get it. There's not a lot of things we can control. And this is definitely something we did not have a plan for. So if you're having to pay for extra childcare, these different things, they are saying there is going to be, again, SBA is going to help out a lot of small business owners. There's several grants um, out there um, already getting ready to come out. They're going to be giving some uh, recovery costs provided to the middle and, and small business owners. Uh, but again, there's nothing in here telling us exactly what form do we need to file and how can we go ahead and get it started so that we can start finding the money. Because when it comes down to it, if we don't have the money to pay our employees, how do we keep our employees on um, the paychecks? I mean, that's the problem for all of us small business owners. Some of us, we're fortunate enough where maybe we have a big enough FA to, to last a couple months um, and keep everything alive. But how long is this going to last and how far? And some business owners aren't quite as fortunate. So we just need to make sure we stick together and figure out what's going to be the best way to make this work and what's going to be the harder way. So if you're trying, I mean, right now might be a great time to go ahead and work up your taxes. You're home, the kids are home, not a whole bunch to do at the moment. Pull out all those receipts, figure out what we've got going for taxes, and go ahead and start working on doing those. And if you've got questions, if you're trying to figure out what's the best way to file, who's the best person to file for, et cetera, then you need to do that at 615-737-9986 is the number here in the studio, 615-737-9986. And I can't say it enough, and I will because I know some people just tune in and out but remember, the new date for filing your 2019 tax returns are, is going to be July 15th. So stay calm. Don't stress it. Um, you can't make your payment because right now you don't have any money. You're worried about this is one less thing you have to worry about. OK, I know there's a lot of other things, but this will be one less that you have. While we go ahead and take a quick break and we come back, we'll hit Tom and any of the other callers that come on. But if, if you want to join the show, 615-737-9986. And we're going to be right back with the Dr. Friday show. So let's try that again. All righty, we are back. <laughs> I unmute my phone. Back live in here. 
If you want to join the show, 615-737-9986. I do want to address something really quick from the last caller. Um, he is correct. According to the uh, Donald Trump, uh, he did help all students and their families by waiving interest on student loans held by all federal government agencies. So if your loan is not a federally held one, then that will not be. He put all of them. It actually has put it down to zero until further notice. According to the educational department, all college people, if anyone will have a, they will not be accruing interest and any payments you make right now will go directly to principal of the loan. So that is kind of interesting or great news for many people I know. So might now be a time to, to really if you have the ability, make some of the payments so you can really get down onto the principal instead of all that interest that just keeps accumulating. All right, let's go right to the phone lines. And I think Jody is first. Jody, how can I help you? Uh, yeah, so I was doing my uh, Schedule E on a real estate property that I have, rental property. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I have really like negative 15000 but it's only let me write off 900 So I don't mm-hmm. understand that. Well, uh, and, and uh, we don't know each other, Jody, but I'm going to assume that your income is over 100000 Yes, ma'am. It's like 150000 Okay. So they means test or they have certain limitations that they're allowed. Now, you will have a carryover to the next year in which you either sell the property and or your income drops down. Um, and then you'll be able to take that, but it will roll forward. But there are limitations based on income on how much losses we can take on our rentals. Oh, so it's not good to have rental property anymore. Well, it's been a long, around a long time. So I'm going to either assume that you haven't always lost large amounts on your rentals or your income has increased over the years because this has been on the books for a while. And it doesn't hurt because when you sell them, you reduce the capital gains. So um, I have them and never can take my losses, but it's still a good investment, my personal opinion. But I'm not an investment advisor, but that's what you're running into, Jody. That's that's the problem. Okay. Okay. Well, thank okay. you very much. All right, I girl. appreciate it. No problem. Thanks. Bye. All right. Uh-huh. And right. looks like we've got Terry from Nashville. Terry, what can I do for you? I always enjoy the show. Does the new thank tax uh, ruling affect payment of the first quarter, the, the first uh, pay estimated taxes, the first quarter uh, estimate on April 15th? It affects first and second, because as you know, April 15th and June 15th would be our normal quarterly estimates. And in yes. not having our taxes completed, I am working with the idea that it's going to affect those dates. Now, um, meaning that we don't have to actually make them on that time. They have, again, I haven't seen anything that says what my 2020 estimates, when you print them out of the the tax software, it's still saying our usual dates. It does say that there has been tax relief for those. um, But my concern is if I have to make a double whammy on July 15th, along with paying my taxes, if, you know, if I wait to that point, um, so I'm still paying mine. In answer to your question, I'm paying mine on the usual due dates if you have the money. If you don't, there'll be no penalty for not making either of those on time as far as I can tell. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. Okay. Um, bye-bye. Now. Bye. I really need to get more information. I wish I had a direct hotline to whoever's writing these laws for us to get all my people taken care of here. Hey, Jason, what can I do for you? Yeah, thank you for taking my call. I, uh, my wife and I just bought a farm in Sumner County, 20 acres. We plan to have some 
chickens, bees, pigs, just a couple of them, and we've got uh, three cattle right now. Uh, as far as starting the business, do you recommend starting it as a sole proprietorship until um, a certain level of income is gener- generated to warrant? Uh, maybe starting Absolutely. it as an LLC or something else? I wouldn't. I'd do it as a Schedule F, keep it simple until you actually generate something that's going to make money because there's a lot of exclusions for, you know, no sales tax on anything you sell, certain advantages to writing off portions of the property, uh, the green, you know, staying in the green belt, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I would keep it simple at this point. Then you can go from there as far as if, if it becomes an actual business where you're generating some sort of product from your, uh, other than, you know, egg cells or something, um, then you might want to consider, you know, protecting or having a additional liability of some sort, but I would not rush out to do that on a farm. No. All right. And that, and we can just go as a sole proprietorship until schedule F you said. Yeah. You'll do a schedule F on your personal tax return and okay. just keep track of all the, the fuel you put into your tractors and, you know, whatever you're paying for your um, animals and feed and furriers or whatever you have to do. Yes. Awesome. Thank you. Appreciate it. No worries. Thank you very much. Appreciate the call. All right. Again, this is the Dr. Friday show. Um, and looking on the IRS website, just for the, the gentleman that had called about the extensions, they have not shown any change to the extension dates. Um, you know, just to let you know, it says postponement is due to the federal income payments for April 20th to July periods beginning on April 20th, ending in July will be disregarded as calculated for penalties and interest. So they're, they're looking at estimated payments as well as final payments. So if you want to hold on to your own money and make everything on or before that due date, you will be perfectly fine. There will be no uh, penalties, um, but you will have and, and from my calculation, you will have two of the payments that will fall within that time period. So we just have to be careful that we're not calling ourselves short. Um, and of course, I do realize many people that are entrepreneurs and right this second, their businesses are not even open. So the first two quarters, even though we're supposed to make four equal payments, the first two quarters of 2020 are going to be completely different than what they would have been making on a normal tax year. So we may be making adjustments uh, once we have an idea of when we're back open and what we're going to have going on and how we're going to make that work. My suggestion is guys, do your best to keep track of as you always have all of your expenses, any additional costs that this has cost you to, to keep things going. And, and again, landlords for commercial buildings, things like that are, are, there is SBA loans now out there. Go right to the sba.gov uh, website. You will find, which might be a way for us to be able to move forward and do something as far as making everything work. Um, all right. So I hope you guys had a great show. If you have any questions, you can call me directly at 615-367-0819 on Monday morning, 615-367-0819. You can also email Friday at drfriday.com again friday at drfriday.com if you want to check out who i am or what i am about it's easy go to the web drfriday.com again drfriday.com is the number that we have going so if you have any questions just don't uh, you know relax don't stress out if you've got student loans it looks like you're going to be in good shape if you have um irs issues 
we'll be able to keep moving forward and dealing with them. I will tell you, we're having a little bit of a slowback on some of that, but not a whole bunch. Revenue officers are working um, at this time. Uh, IRS is still open. It will take you a couple hours to get through the phone lines if you want to do anything about that. So if you've got any questions, one more time, 615-367-0819. Hope you guys have an absolute fabulous Henderson Saturday. Bills.